Morning, how are you? How are we doing? Sorry I'm a bit late. I can get my phone to turn around. Good morning if you're listening or afternoon or evening or early hours of the morning if you're listening on podcast. It's just me today. Um, Mark's been on fire with coffee moaning recently, hasn't he? So it's just me today. Um, and we'll just plod along a bit. How about that? Um, God, what a week. What a last 10 days. I just feel like we're all just landing a bit. But I um, hope you're all well. I was just talking over on Instagram about the dread, the fear, the excitement about the weather. <laughs> I am lucky in that I don't burn. As long as I put cream on, I don't burn. But I know for a lot of people, people just over on Instagram are saying they can't literally can't step outside in this sort of weather. And I, I must admit, I am a bit scared because last year was so horrible, wasn't it? It was so unbearable, the weather. And yes, because of the discomfort and all of that and the misery, we couldn't work, we couldn't sit, we couldn't stand, we just wanted to eat ice cream all day and all that bollocks. But also, just for not as many people as I hoped also had the terror of actually what was happening to the world. Because it's like, if we keep going up at this rate, (laughs) um, so I'm kind of praying that it's a little cooler this summer. Um, Because last last summer I felt was, you know, felt like dire warnings moving seamlessly onto what is going on in New York via Canada. Has anybody seen this? incredible story um of course we'll start with the celebrity side of it (laughs) and then we'll move on we'll 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 take a trip to the end of the world but let's start with celebrity (laughs) because if we're honest that's what piques all our interest isn't it (laughs) end of the world comes second really so this is what caught mark and i's eye last night wow god jodie coma left the stage 10 minutes into her Broadway play, Prima Fassi, after 10 minutes saying that she was struggling to breathe. Well, when I first saw that, when Mark first read me that headline, I assumed that the whole theatre had shut down, but no, (laughs) the the understudy came on. So one can only assume that Coma might have asthma or something like that because... um, because if if her, if her understudy was still... Or was it just the dramatics of an actress? I don't know. I can go... I can no longer go on. Um, no, it's a bit, bit, bit of fun there. But actually, it's extremely serious and absolutely bloody ter- terrifying. Did anybody see it? So basically... So this was a matinee. Um, now, the air quality in New York was was just horrific. Have you seen any of the photos, guys? I mean, there are people out with full-on masks. And again, a bit like last year in the summer here, you just couldn't help but think, is this going to be our future where we're actually just fighting for air, you know, clean air? Um, uh, Apparently she coughed and then said, I can't breathe in this air and left the stage. Uh, the, the performance was then delayed for 45 minutes and then resumed with the understudy. Poor, poor understudy. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Now, so this, why is the air so horrendous? What the hell is going on? So this is due to fires, hundreds and hundreds of wildfires in Canada. Um, and the smoke, I mean, it's like I was just looking on Twitter and stuff, you know, people were saying, God, if this is like what it's like in New York, what the hell is it like in Canada? Um, because people were being told to stay inside New York, people were put like, you know, literally wet towels up against the door. You could hardly, you have to look at some of the images, quite extraordinary. Um, and putting like wet towels along the edge of the door because of the smoke. I mean, flights not being allowed to, to land in New York. Um, just absolutely petrifying. Oh, here we go. Worst in the world, the, the, the air quality was in New York yesterday. Um, absolutely, 90, oh God. 90 million people in the US under air quality alerts due to wildfires from Canada, bloody hell. I mean, you know, God, when are we just, when, when are our governments, like across the world, actually going to step up and really listen and really make changes on what's going on? I mean, it's just petrifying, isn't it? Absolutely petrifying. And all those poor people, I, I mean, they completely, I mean, there's thousands of people evacuated in Canada as well. Just absolutely petrifying. Oh, <clears throat> people running, people indoors and running to get inside. <clears throat> I think it was the mayor was saying that he came out of it, out of um, a meeting and he stepped out and he, he, he literally didn't know what would happen. You would think it was the end of the world, wouldn't you? This thick, like, it was like a yellow haze across the sky. People could hardly see their hand in front of them. I think it is starting to clear now, but again, <laughs> into the world. It's coming. Shall I move on to something a bit cheerier? <laughs> Maybe not the best way to start a coffee chat. <laughs> End of the world. Morning, Bev. Morning, Zoe. Uh, morning, Caroline. Um, who else was shit, shit scared again? Every day there's something, isn't it? All of last week it was robots and they're still there. Shane, first time you've ever caught a live and I've been watching for years, probably because I'm on holiday in Cornwall. I hate you! I'm so jealous, waiting for the sun, hoping to go to Kynance Cove. Oh God, one of Mark and I's favourite places. Please say hello to Kynance Cove for me. Oh God, before I go any further, guys, I wanted to tell you about my bra. Look at this. Isn't that nice? Look at it, look at the lovely fit. Do you know where I got that? Tesco's, I've never been to Tesco's clothes. Seven pounds yesterday. Nice knickers to go with it, I think it was seven pounds. Nice knickers to go with it too. Um, <coughs> there you go, I thought I'd just distract us from the end of the world. If you're listening on podcast, you'll have to go over to YouTube to have a look. Isn't that bra nice? I only want answers from the women, please. Yeah, nice bra, comfy. No, it's not only fans. It's just, I, like, I know that you like to know about a bargain. Some really good bargains in there. Anyway, um, next, adult cuddly toys. Apparently one in 10 people 
St adults still cuddle their cuddly toy in bed. Are you one of those people? Oh, everyone's got distracted by the bras now. <laughs> I need a new bra. Are you somebody that still cuddles your telly? Uh, Teddy, don't be ashamed. Psychiatrists, psychologists are saying this is a good thing as long as it doesn't interfere with your everyday life. I, I went off on one in my, in, my, uh, in my mucky mind about how that could interfere with I said to Mark earlier, did, it, did any, any of, the, of your girlfriends ever like cuddle a cuddly toy? And he said, well, one of his girlfriends did have a lot of Care Bears. But, um, and I said, did you find it a bit of a nick? He said, no, but it did get to a point after quite a while that when the back care, when you could see the Care Bears bouncing, <laughs> he started to think it was a bit odd. <laughs> um, Reese Roberts, most women I've had the pleasure to know still have cuddly toys. Wow. So are you subconsciously attracted to a certain kind of person, Reese? Uh, I don't do that, but I do have a cuddle. I do cuddle my pillow a little while back when I was feeling emotional, holic. Vicky Waiting, my teddy has been with me for almost 50 years. See, oh, I love that. Anne Illing, I knitted a donkey when I was 10 and I still have it, but I don't cuddle it. I think... I just, I really, right, okay, I, a little bit of a confession here. I, I, I totally understand it. And sometimes when friends of mine, or even when my daughters are going through a tough time, I, I get tempted, like if I'm in a shop and I see a, a really squidgy bear, to buy one. I stop myself because, of course, I, I think most people would think, think it weird if you were to buy them a cuddly. But I tell you what I bought once for a friend of mine who was having a breakup, one of those really long cushions that you put between your legs and it's like having a person. So I, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. And in fact, whenever I go into a card shop and there's teddy bears, I spent ages going, ooh, 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 squeezing them all. I mean, I remember when the girls were small, I was just desperate for that moment when they would each take on a bear and then carry it under their arm. Uh, one of them did it, never did it, and the other one did. And, oh, my God, I can still get this absolutely, oh, God, euphoric recall when I think of it, that just the comfort that was immediately got from putting this, this bear under their arm. Now, but, okay, so my confession is, and I understand and I admit that this is because I am infected with um, the ideas around toxic masculinity, but... I'm sorry, I would find it a complete and utter turn off if I was with a fella and they cuddled their teddy bear. It would be an ick. Now, I know that's bad. I know that's bad and I know that it's prejudice. I know all of that, but I can't get around it. I would find it an ick, especially if he then sucked his thumb. We were watching, what were we watching the other night? Oh, Vanderpump Rules. And one of the young girls in that, she was... She's in her, like, 20s, and she's sharing a room. They've gone off to, on a trip to Las Vegas. Oh, God, I love Vanderpump Rules. And um, this girl, young woman, suddenly starts making up a bottle of milk with a teaspoon of honey in it, and she gets into bed, and she puts the pillow on her chest and, and puts the bottle and sucks the bottle. The other girl's face was an absolute bloody picture, I have to say. But um, Sarah Witherington, ew, ew. But I think, 
I, listen, if anybody was doing this, right, in the privacy of their own home and they said it to me, I wouldn't, I would just think, yeah, it's just comfort. Comfort is comfort, is, a, is comfort, isn't it? I mean, for some people it's chocolate cake, for other people it's sex with a stranger. For other people, people have different ways of comforting themselves in times of need. And all are fine, <laughs> but I just wouldn't ever want to see it. Oh my God, Hazel Melbourne, I know someone who still has a dummy at 35. Wow. Amanda Roach, my 23-year-old son. Is he going to be all right with you still saying this? Has a bear on his bed, but he doesn't cuddle it. I wonder if he does cuddle it when nobody's looking, though. So would this give, would this turn you off if your partner, you were in a new relationship and suddenly that person started to, let's take out the sucking the thumb because obviously that's too far. Started cuddling a teddy bear. Proper turn off. I hate teddies. Dust gatherers. Jen legs. Jen, now you've always been a romantic, haven't you? <laughs> turn off. Is there anyone that wouldn't mind? Hot water bottle. It's like another human. Yeah. So what's the difference, really? Proper turn off, laying it off. Yes, it would. It wouldn't put me off. It would show a sensitive side. Sarah Witherington, that's what I was hoping, hoping for. I was hoping for somebody that would say that. Somebody that wasn't infected with toxic masculinity. I love that. Frances, Francesca, how are you? My nephew fell in love with one of my teddies seven years ago, a baby, and I gave it to him. And now my six-month-old niece is doing the same with my other one. I love that they're in the family. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Uh, James Flanagan, big confession. I had my bottle. Oh, no, no, no. And duty. What's your duty till I was seven? Thinking now I could be doing with one at the minute. What's your duty? <laughs> seven is still tiny. I would be worried if somebody didn't still have one at seven. Was it really 17, James? But you see, there you go. So, like, it's a bit of a joke that you made that I could do with one now. But what would be so wrong? Absolutely nothing. I'm <laughs> loving all these messages going up. No, turn off. Uh, it would put me off my husband if my husband cuddled a hot water bottle. Oh, Jen, come on. Soften up a bit. Uh, <clears throat> In the room is okay, says HLJP. But not cuddling, no way. It's all right on the bed. Would it be better if it was over on the shelf? Aren't we funny? All the restrictions we put on ourselves and others. Huge turn off, somebody said that. People are getting very aerated about this. <clears throat> okay. So next I want to talk about um, condoms. And why men don't seem to hear the same frightening messages that we do as women. Now, this is off the back of an aunt. I don't know if you saw yesterday, it was everywhere, about this in rapid increase in, um, I think it's, I haven't got the story here. I think it's, um, hang on one second. Uh, I can't believe I'm typing in gonorrhea. Um, mm -mm -mm. Oh, no, but that doesn't matter. Massive increase in, gon in sexually transmitted diseases, gonorrhea and syphilis. And um, I remember actually during the pandemic, was it Kay? 
Somebody was telling about this 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 uh, sexual health nurse that they had been um, interviewing. I think it was Kay, and um, she was saying, you know, obviously everybody was worried and rightly and panicking about uh, coronavirus, but her real true pa panic was. Um, the increase in STIs, just like another wildfire. Um, and she said that it was just being neglected and the right, you know, messages weren't getting out there and that we're going to see an absolute, um, you know, we're going to see a crazy increase in numbers. And here we are. And so uh, this article today, I, I really loved it. And 29, I think she was, this, this woman who wrote this article, and she said she... She knows why. She said, obviously, after the pandemic and there was, like, um, you know, a mad rush for people <laughs> to have sex again and to date. And um, that was all great. And that's fantastic that people are back out there and having a good time. Um, but she said the problem is has always been the same. She said, you know, when you think back to when we were at school and she said, you know, as a millennial... Oh my God, was it made, you know, ultra clear to us that, um, you know, sex equals condom. You know, horrible graphic images of genital warts blown up to ridiculous size. So you'd, you know, um, horror stories, scare stories. And she said, you know, and most of her girlfriends, well, all of her girlfriends walked away from that with a really strong sense that I don't want to get any of that and I, you know, I'm going to insist on uh, a condom with anybody new that I'm having sex with. And then she goes on to talk about how she recently had a date and, um, and you know, Rumpy Pumpy was, was on the cards. And, um, <laughs> and um, this chap said to her, do you mind if I go and buy a condom, go and get a condom? And she said she almost felt like proposing marriage. And the reason for that, she said, she, this was the one and only time, not only she, but when she told her friends as well, that a man had said that first. So I really need the men here to tell us what is going on, why, okay, so we know all the usual, oh God, it doesn't fit right, oh, it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel as nice, um, all of this, all of those excuses, well, and reasons, okay, reasons, let's be fair here, but why aren't you scared? That's what I want to know, and if you're listening on podcast, if you could answer this question, why aren't you scared? of genital warts, gonorrhea, syphilis. Um, because as this woman said, she's looked after her contraception. You know, she's got a hormonal coil, so he doesn't even have to worry about that. She's okay. She's not going to have an unwanted pregnancy. So let's just part the unwanted pregnancy bit. Why aren't men scared in the same way that women are scared? Teresa Hutchinson, I don't recall sex education lessons in my school I do remember talking about periods and when we had them. Yeah, I think maybe we just sort of we just sort of let them fade because it's a lot of laughing and embarrassment. Brandon, as a man, I don't understand it. I wouldn't have sex with a new partner without a condom. Brandon, yay! Um, I used to. Amanda wrote, no, uh, uh, I'm thirty-two. How's this? 
I am 32, says Fringe, and I can't tell you how weird men can be about condoms. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but why? Why do you think? Reese? no, as a man, I'm definitely scared and acutely aware of the consequences of STI. I remember a sex ed class where they showed us the dangers of contracting syphilis. Okay. Anybody here have the experience of... Um, of, 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 of a man being the first one to say, um, let me get a condom. Now, I was looking around this yesterday and we were sitting, were sitting chatting to my girls. I didn't realise that there is a mouth. It's called a damn condom. So it's really important, actually, whatever your uh, preferences are, you know, that you do use a condom, whatever. I had no idea there was a mouth one. I had no idea. That was a revelation yesterday. It's wonderful having young daughters to teach you things. Dental dam, that's it. So, yeah, anybody, anybody here had the, how does that work? Who offers first? What happens? <laughs> Ellery Jones, nope, it was always me. My husband always said it's an embarrassment thing buying them. Ah, I was his partner, always had to buy them. Oh, God, that's such a good point, Shauna. Wow. So it's like, if I say, can I go and buy one, or if I've already got one, they will assume that I was, they will think that I was assuming I was going to have sex. God, I'd never thought of that. Of course, that won't be the case for everybody. And actually, that doesn't excuse why men will still have sex without them. Some STIs are near impossible to get rid of, Minky Moo. Exactly. I mean, things like um, herpes. Oh, my God. I've got a friend with herpes um, who, oh, my God, it's absolute hell. Hell! Because you don't know when it's going to suddenly rage. Um, Faith, also, when we were teenagers, uh, it was the Tombstones aid adverts. Exactly. That's what <clears throat> I was talking to my girls about yesterday. I mean, it was just suddenly so terrifying, wasn't it? But I don't think people realise. I mean, okay, syphilis and gonorrhea is treated with antibiotics, but I don't think people realise um, left untreated, which is going to be the next thing, things can get really serious. And on syphilis, mm -mm. So if anybody here is thinking, woo, is riding bareback, I would just do a little reminder for yourselves. Riding bareback of um, of um, the seriousness of the occasion. I've got that thing now where I've got the giggles. Um, <laughs> I've gone into sex education giggles. I mean, one of my daughters, she was telling me about when they had their, their, their sex education lesson at school, and she said it just turned into absolute carnage because they let them just like play with all these condoms and they were just blowing them up and throwing them off the balconies. She said it, it just... I wonder if sometimes, is it because in some schools it's the actual teachers, isn't it? It's like the biology teacher or something that has to do it. Maybe they're a bit embarrassed themselves. Yes, dental dam, the mind boggles. I only just, I only just found out about that. Because you know that throat cancer, do you remember that horrendous when Michael, um, oh God. when Michael, what's his name, got throat cancer. 
Married to the Welsh actress. I love this because you, you go with me on this, don't you guys? What's his name? Got um, throat cancer. And he actually came out and said that his doctors had told him this was due to giving loads of oral sex. Michael Douglas, thank you. Michael Douglas. Michael, yeah, everyone, thank you. Thank you. I love the way you helped me out there with my um, postmenopausal brain. Thingy me jiggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So dental dams, man. I just, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just, yeah. God, I'm so glad I'm married in a long-term relationship. You, you people that are still out there, can I please? Oh God, really, Kevin? I had no idea. Did anybody at school ever say about, were we ever told about throat cancer and oral sex? Were those, I, I mean, when Michael Doug, and you know what, good on him for saying it, because I think that was just an education for all of us, wasn't it? Um, I'm too scared now, says Sarah Witherington, to start again. And that's a shame because, Sarah, you're the one that said you would be, you would find it nice, cute, if somebody was still cuddling their teddy bear. Because it would mean that they were sensitive. So you, you're going to make a partner. I mean, if you want one. I do hate this thing that everybody that's single is like constantly, well, there's somebody out there for you. Why is it just okay to be single? Um, yeah, lots of people not knowing about oral sex and throat cancer. James, when I was 12, two ladies came into my school. One looked like my mother and the other my granny. That was enough. Went home thinking an STI was something that went in the television. <laughs> oh. God, is esophageal cancer to do with the throat? Don't know. Well, well they're connected, obviously. <laughs> but I don't know whether that is also... Um, I mean, obviously not all throat cancers. It must be a very particular kind of throat cancer. But, yeah, I remember at the time, first of all, just thinking, oh, my God, his poor wife when he said that. But then thinking, God, that was incredibly brave to say that. Because he knew there would be, because people get embarrassed, don't they? And they giggle and they snigger at these things because actually they just don't know what to do with themselves. Um, okay, just a last little chat on the Amanda Holden story. Did you see, did anybody see this? Um, so the other day, Amanda Holden did a little video in a white dress. First of all, can I say, I absolutely bloody love Amanda Holden. Years ago, when we were doing uh, Loose Women um, in Manchester, she was filming a show there at the same time. So we all used to quite often hang out in the bars and we'd go out for dinner occasionally, all of us. And she is truly entertaining. She is very, very funny. She's incredibly smart. I'm a bit sad she's not one of my best friends, actually. Um, she is, yeah, she's just, she's just the real deal. And she has this incredible sense of humour. And um, so she did this, this little video, this story, in a white dress, are you okay? You know, with a little hint, or not, who knows, towards, um, towards uh, Holly's speech. Um, Anyway, 
Of course, all the papers went mad about, oh, she's mocking, making out that it was just a really bitchy thing. And, you know, they do love to do this. The papers like, we always say on this women, we, we never, ever do an interview without somebody asking us, you know, what's it like backstage? How bitchy is it? And it's just, it becomes really, really tiresome. Um, so yesterday, and it's quite rare actually for people off the telly um, to to actually make any statement in reply to the press because it kind of like, you know, it starts to unravel and then, you know, it opens up another whole bloody conversation and then there'll be another story. So it's quite unusual. Um, but she's refuted the claims as utter rubbish that she has a rift with Holly Willoughby. In fact, I'm sure I see them out, don't I? Don't they all like, don't they all go out together? There's a whole crowd, I believe. Anyway, so anyway, she has put up a statement and she's going to leave it there for a couple of hours on her Instagram. And she has said, sadly, strong and intelligent women have for far too long been pitted against one another when we should all be celebrated in our own right. Amanda explained that the rumoured rift simply does not exist adding there have been some huge assumptions made this week and everyone has feasted on them. Women are still expected to say nothing, suffer silently and just get on with it. And we do mostly. We are becoming a world which is gradually being eroded of all its best qualities, humour, backbone and truth. Hear, hear, Amanda Holden. It's like... It's like when I do my, um, <clears throat> any of my sort of parodies on Instagram, you know, whether it's Kim Kardashian or, you know, the other people that I do. And I always do it with a real sense of awe. I always make a point, actually, that I never do any of those parodies with, about, about, I would never do one about somebody I didn't like. It's always, it's always somebody that I quite like. And, and I'm actually having a go mostly at myself. And um, I really love it now because at the beginning when I was doing, there was a real sort of sense of people wanting a narrative where I was just this bitchy woman, woman, woman having a go at other women. And that was because actually I'm the complete antithesis of that. So it was like, let's knock that down. And actually that really has dissipated now and I'm really pleased for that. And I think that, I think that everything Amanda says is absolutely true. I mean, you know, <clears throat> over the last... 10 days or so, I've said a number of times, haven't I, that, that the sea of, like, hate from the media towards uh, Holly Willoughby is quite incredible. And why is that? So, and as she says in her, um, in her statement, but what a surprise that these articles have been written by men, you know. Francesca, so tired of women being pitted against each other on the back of men's bad behaviour, exactly. Um, exactly. So, um, here, here, Amanda... Good for you. Thank you, HLGPH. I pride myself on being a woman's woman. As is Amanda Holden. I can 100% um, say that. They used to do it every year. Do you remember with Britain's Got Talent? as Because lots of different women have come in and out, haven't they, of Britain's Got Talent? But Amanda's always been there. And because they all dress up to the nines and look totally incredible. And you know what? Don't we all do that as women when we go out? We dress up, we want to look amazing, we want to look great, we want to look, you know, for our friend. We actually dress more often, I think, for other women than we do even, even other men. 
And yet every year it was like they were trying to make out that there was something going on behind the scenes with these women. And I loved it because actually that has not been true. Year after year after year, they they are, you know, they're, they're great friends. They stick up for each other. And that is how Amanda Holden does things usually just by showing rather than, you know, just by her actions. But every so often you have to, I think, stand up and say enough is enough, matey flips. So good for her. Anyway, bit of a rambly one, if I'm honest. I fell into this a bit this morning because <laughs> I slept in. Um, yeah, they always go after Amanda, don't they? And and you know what? That's from Ellery about her clothes. And you know what? She, what, how old is she now? 50? 50, 50? She works her arse off. She'll be getting up at six o'clock and she's, got, she's great looking anyway. But she deserves to wear whatever the hell she wants and show off that body that she works her grafts for um so good for her don't let them get us down eh morning tez <laughs> thanks ever so much guys don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know that we're like when we're live um <clears throat> we've got a really um i won't be here will i be here for coffee money's one no it's my friend hannah you know my friend hannah Hannah with bloody stage four bloody cancer that I get so angry about all the time. Well, anyway, it's her birthday tomorrow, so I'm celebrating with her. Um, uh, but on Saturday, we have got a bit of a special Curly Cooks of Croydon because it's my mum's birthday tomorrow, but we're celebrating on Saturday. And I'm going to attempt doing a paella out in the garden. It could go terribly wrong, and we might have to end up getting fish and chips for my mum's birthday. But it will be a really fun one with um, family and the sunny garden and everything. And my Tesco bar. There it is again, if you want a last flash. Tesco, seven quid. Um, okay, guys. So, uh, yeah. Have a lovely day. Take care. Love you. Don't go changing. Missing you already.